BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Joel Pearl, are you ready to talk about live wrestling? Are you ready to talk about televised wrestling? Are you ready to talk about some noir wrestling? Welcome to Tim and Joel. Call it in the ring. What was the last thing? Noir. Okay, I thought you said wow wrestling. No, Billy Corgan's promotion. Noir. Oh, noir. I call them the NW meh. Oh, yeah, that's probably more accurate. I've, I've was... never watched an episode, so I just assumed it was pronounced noir. Noir. And if uh, if you want to, no, I got nothing. That uh, God, do do we have to do we have to talk about the end? We're not going to talk about that. We can talk about the fact that I am looking particularly bedraggled today uh, mm. as I grow out my beard and hair for a music video shoot next weekend, uh, featuring some post-apocalypse nuclear fallout cheek. So, are you going to be uh, causing a ruckus of sorts? uh no it's mostly quite it's quite somber (laughs) oh that's upsetting yeah there's a there's an epic solo at the end of the tune so there's that what's the tell tell people what the what it is and where they can find your your music these days uh my music which opens the show uh (laughs) is for the band iduna you can find it on youtube at iduna music uh everywhere else at iduna music spotify iduna you get a clip of that every week here at Tim and Joel Pod because uh, that is the opening uh, stream starting soon music. That's that's uh, that's some of Iduna's stuff. Song song is here. We are alone. There's a music video featuring a lot of fake blood that I had to make in 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 a, a ludicrous uh, quantity for no budget. Uh, featured a lot of that. beats. Yeah, I ruined the kitchen. Straight up ruined my last apartment's kitchen. Then I moved out promptly after. <laughs> If I remember correctly, you ruined kitchens. You ruined a couple of guitars. Uh, yeah, there was a yeah. drum set that definitely still has red stuff all over it. Actually, actually, the the snare drum has been restored to its former luster thanks to the drummer in my other band, Baby's <laughs> First Pistol. <laughs> this is just going to be an hour long pitch for Tim's music. <laughs> you can find Tim's music at Tim Knox Music. Uh, there you go. Amazing. Uh, yeah, there's a rave in the background happening. We got some new lights for our Rey Mysterio mask, so uh, it's gonna it's gonna absolutely be like wow. Whenever Joel's talking, all I can look at is that stupid Rey mask. Perfect, because I don't want you to hear me. Booyaka, booyaka! 
step shit son thank you <laughs> didn't get to hear right. that on raw was disappointed i know oh let's let's all right let's get the plugs out of the way hey folks how you doing it's good to see you if you're in the chat hello how are you doing you're watching us here at youtube.com slash fightful overbooked where we drop content every single day uh why do tim and joel do their show at uh, sunday at noon eastern live here on this channel and not at literally any other time when more people could be watching i don't want you to find us it's because we're in in place of church Bigger it's than true Jesus. we are your church <laughs> actually church of joshi is is in place of the church i, I love church of joshi true, shout out yeah. to those girls they're great uh anyway while you're here you can toss us a thumbs up on this video if you're watching us after the fact somehow and you found us first of all i am so sorry but second of all you can leave us a comment we talk about wrestling here all the time because that's what we do otherwise we talk about literally things that people would be like why aren't they talking about wrestling and you still subscribe to us here at fightful overbooked if you haven't already on the march we're going to get to twenty thousand someday uh keep it going super chats you can send us your super chats here at youtube.com fightful overbooked little dollar sign underneath the chat any questions i'm out statement whatever you know how it goes any amount get your question or statement right on the air that's the comment and uh we'll sometimes pull up chat comments but if you want to well, support us it. if you want to support us if you want to if you want to make sure that my my child has food on the table and that that tim's cats have food on literally every surface oh, that they walk medically on medically assistive food it's it's horrible cats are oh my best. god there you go. You can donate a super chat and help feed Tim's cats and not my son. And finally, Fightful Overbooked, we have a Discord. There's a link in the description of the video. Go and join us. Uh, we're all there. All right. We have a lot to talk about. Um, Tim, we, we we went to Raw. We can talk about Raw, uh, or at least what we enjoyed from it, from, from the live experience. Did you go back and watch the show yet or no? Nope. Neither <laughs> was I, I supposed right? to? <laughs> No, no, I thought I was going to as well. And then I'm just like, I've listened to a couple it, of post shows. I think I got it. To be fair, like it was honestly, you know, I, I don't watch Raw for the commentary. Um, well, then so, you're missing all the fun. And and I will say like the live show production, I, the show was very well communicated. I didn't feel like I was missing anything from when I would be watching it live. Like the mm. only thing that wasn't there was the commentary and uh, more just in SmackDown's commentary. So uh yeah we had a good time we we pulled the trigger last minute decided on a couple tickets and uh sat in the lower bowl as we always do i refuse to sit in the gods anymore because i thought i thought live wrestling just sucked because i went to survivor yep. series and sat in the 300s and it was unpleasant it was just not fun whereas <laughs> this this was fun i got i got a little bit of the bug i went to go buy aw tickets uh they are prohibitively <laughs> expensive and said, no, I don't care that much. <laughs> not even close. Not even, not even like they started around like high 200s, not even close to what I'm willing to pay for pro wrestling. Don't even way started, too much. Don't care. They started it uh, at 85. Well, thanks to Ticketmaster's dynamic, we own a monopoly pricing. Oh, Screw you. No. It doesn't matter. Like they so got up to a thousand bucks like no it was a joke like like the fact that Ticketmaster owns the right the, the ability to ticket literally every event has just made going to events kind of pointless yeah i, if I, mean, I get a ticket you know i get a ticket but and, and that's kind of how i approach going to, to live wrestling these days when it's a big hot event right raw a month ago would have been there would have been ten thousand people and you and i would have been like we're only going if the tickets are free or if we're you know just bored and we ended up having, you know, Triple H take over and all of a sudden the show is much more fun to watch and we're yeah. enjoying it a lot more. 
And as a result, the place was packed, like legitimately packed. Just actually sold out, like could not see empty seats, uh, yeah. you know, after the comps finally filled in the last little bit. And that's wild because normally we would try to, or at least I would always try to find a spot near the hard cam that I could sit at because that's normally a section that's not sold. It was sold out, which again, in terms of like TV production, that is a useless section because they are not shooting there. You don't see yeah. any of those people. It was but adorable seeing out. seeing some people with signs on that side. <laughs> <laughs> and all the people doing the DX chops. Uh, oh, my break. God. Yeah. So this not televised for good reason. Um, but they, to keep the, the crowd hyped, they did like the DX cam where they want you to, you know, do the X, cro X crotch chop and just the laziness my god it was weird it was such a strange experience just looking around a room full of thousands of people and just like every here and there a pocket of a strange man doing a very limp loose-shouldered <laughs> sad dx cross chop on repeat yeah. for a straight minute like just constantly till they got tired from what little physical physical exertion it required it was it was something else and the children the children did not feel comfortable doing the crotch shop just doing this weird sort of like arm flutter like this they, they were doing the gangnam style yeah yeah it was what a strange Amazing. experience that was it was a fun it was a fun very weird crowd I had a friend who took his uh partner who i'm actually friends with her uh, and she was like, I did not know it was going to be four hours. <laughs> I was like, it's a three hour television show. What did you expect? Like, and you got to take main event beforehand. And main event was fun. Uh, you, mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. obviously, you don't watch main event. I'd also no. only kind of keep track of it at arm's length. Uh, and I was explaining to you about the uh, Cedric Alexander, Mustafa Ali, T-Bar and Shelton Benjamin storyline. Where like there. everyone takes a step to the right every week and they just yeah. shuffle the teams. Yeah. yeah. And then sometimes they team up and sometimes they don't. And sometimes it's a triple threat and sometimes it's a singles. Whatever. We got a good tag team match out of that. It was a lot of it fun. So yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of people putting over main event just because of those four tearing it up. And then we saw Nikki Ash and Dewdrop take on uh, Tamina and Dana Brooke. So my night was like ruined right from the get go because they pinned Tamina and that was they it. They sure did. They pinned her good. First woman out, last woman out. Last, sorry, first woman in, last woman out. Yeah. So sad. Oh, well, she was on SmackDown. She didn't win either. But they did, by the way, on SmackDown. So, okay. Before we dig into Raw, one thing that I really uh, am, like, on the fence enjoying but teetering on, like, do we have to keep this up with every single backstage segment? There's always something happening in the backdrop so that it almost takes away from the promo going on. Like, let's say in this case on SmackDown, you had uh, Natalia and Sonya Deville being interviewed. And then in the backdrop, you see Dewdrop and Nikki A.S.H. having some sort of argument. You can't hear them. You can see them emoting and like they're having a fight. Like they're not winning. They're not on the same page. Uh, Nikki took the pin in, in the, the Fatal 4-Way. So it made sense, which is great. I love that these things make sense. But it kind of like it, it's almost taking away from what you're supposed to be paying attention to at the foreground, which is whatever the, the promo is going on in front of you, right? I'll Nikki tell you this it. much. I'll tell you this much. I didn't notice the thing in the background. <laughs> which like, I don't mind that because like that's a cute little bit of storytelling. It makes the it makes the backstage feel a little bit more vibrant. You're you're adding something so that you know Nikki and Nikki versus Dewdrop in the kickoff to <laughs> to Cardiff. Um, Damn but it. like I also 
did not care about that promo so it didn't matter either way i like, guess like it was sonia it was it was sonia saying the boat natalia struggling to say that sonia is the hardest hitting one of the hardest like she she did she like didn't want to say it it felt like was just like okay why not just say the thing anyway say the line bart yeah it was it was, it was weird i didn't i get it was a lackluster promo so i don't mind them ruining that one <laughs> they're luckily they're not doing it in like meaningful moments so much yeah. like they did it uh when they were introducing the dexter loomis story and it's always nicky ash and dewdrop in the background by the way like when they yeah, the, I noticed. The crash yeah, car yeah, yeah. it's like some it, again i i reiterate it's like that episode of community where the entire episode is abed in the background going from meeting this pregnant woman to delivering her baby in the back of a car in the scene in the entire episode and then at the end of it abed comes up to everyone just like how was your day and he's like oh god don't get me started and he explains it all and they're like oh, i have no recollection of this happening and he's like oh it must have happened in the background or something like that it just that's just how they keep uh bringing I, this up i would also say it's like like having it be the focal point is kind of like an old media thing because you rewatchability, right you can throw these segments on social media and people can find easter eggs and i, I think that that yeah. drives more engagement so I, I get why they're doing it i don't think it's a bad idea as jj points out they used to just throw merch and crap back oh there. yeah this is an well, improvement over that they would always do uh, yeah jj saying the fiend dolls and they'd always have like yeah. random fiend dolls stalking whoever and then it would either mean something or it would mean absolutely nothing when it was the miz it meant something because they were doing the, the miz versus the fiend or, or just Bray Wyatt and then when they were doing uh, with Alexa like they were doing the same thing where the fiend dolls would show up and sometimes it made sense but a lot of times it didn't and now my favorite is when they do it today the glove shows up and people are like oh, the fiend and everyone's like it's fucking Dexter Loomis, Dexter Loomis. Yeah. <laughs> anyway let, let's dig in did you like seeing Trish uh, this past week uh, on, on Raw yeah it was fine is it like it, you know she came out she delivered the standard legend in the hometown promo you'll see you'll see it again tonight uh tomorrow night with with kurt angle like oh that's true Ross it was pretty standard fair like someone someone had asked on a post show like do you think this is going to be the norm going forward where they bring out the legends at every hometown stop and like part of me is like they could and they could get away with it if it makes sense it's almost like um it, it's not exactly like this but i kind of draw it to how uh, when AEW was getting off the ground, they were bringing in different stuff. Like, like when they brought in Sting, everyone was like, oh, here's Sting to steal the spotlight. When in reality, Sting is being used to to elevate other talent. Or uh, yeah, tastefully, uh, subtly, like sparingly. It's it's actually very nice. Like Yeah, exactly. So, so using talent from the past to upgrade the presentation that's now, that's amazing. I want that. They don't take up, yeah. they don't waste TV time when they do that. When they come in and they're like, I got one last run of me, brother. That's when I'm done with it. I don't need. Yeah, that. and that's and Trish, you know, hinted at it, danced around it. Mostly, it was a vehicle to get Bailey, you know, some and her stable some time and some heat, which I think that like, and, she was used well for that. Honestly, if you're just planting the seeds to run that at WrestleMania in LA, you got oh, two sure. nights to go. I'm fine with that. You need yeah. a good Legends match, and I, I listen. I'm fine with having Trish having just finished off with the match against Trish Stra or against uh, Charlotte at SummerSlam in 2019 in Toronto. That would have been great. You know, last match and my career, that's game. That's it. Um, but if she wants to do Bailey, fine with me. If she wants to have Sasha, when Sasha comes back, go for it. If she can go, keep going. Yeah. Uh, Dakota Kai Sky versus Asuka and Alexa Bliss in the semis was a really good match. We yeah. saw Io and Asuka get into it for like a couple of minutes. 
and now that's like the match everyone just wants to see rightfully that's so all you, get. you just get a taste it was good that was handled well i thought yeah they they ran it on a house show last night in springfield eo versus oscar and it seems like people were pretty into it so i'm looking nice. forward to watching those two go at it it would be a lot of fun um what, what else i mean listen <laughs> the ziggler stuff with finn in the backstage leading out it didn't suck it made sense i loved it i really enjoyed it <laughs> like i yeah and they're making ziggler you know his, his annual summer end of summer push and it worked if it, it was fine and the match with balor was really good it was that work rate match that people they love. sold take it on that zigzag really i was like what are they doing what a terrible decision oh thank god <laughs> <laughs> So stuff like that is is a lot of fun. I like it when wrestling like not only makes sense, but then the matches themselves work in tandem with yeah. whatever story they're telling. And that's the stuff you need. And we haven't seen it in so long that like it's it's so low bar. But we're sitting here being like, "Wow, that was amazing! <laughs> it was totally watchable." Yeah, like I did not think that Raw was like an amazing show for the, the no. Toronto one. Like it was it was pretty good. Like it wasn't amazing, but it was it was fun, and it I, was. I, decent like us being able to sit there in in our section and just clown on it i felt bad for the guy who was sitting next to, our, our section was literally three yeah. seats wide and there was one guy randomly sitting next to us yeah i just <laughs> I picked like, up a ticket and he you know i think he was like very into it and we we're just yeah. like kind of joking just talking shit talking the entire time <laughs> like it was fun it was a lot of fun i enjoyed it did not feel like four hours to me it time kind of flew by with it but you know we're just taking a piss half the time too how much how much were we hollering when we see Aaliyah solo backstage oh, getting an interview and all of a sudden Bailey and, and EO and Dakota walk up and they start talking and I, and I was like, don't ask where your tag team partner is. Don't ask where your tag team partner is. And then they do it. And then you just say, she's going to say none of your business. And what does Aaliyah do? She's like, none of your business. <laughs> oh my God. Like, that's what that's what Raquel said when people asked how her vaccination status is going. My God, yeah, that was pretty funny. That like the fact that they said that and used that like simply none of your business. None was of your so, business, like perfect. Oh, it, that's good. She may as well have just said that's a HIPAA violation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Anyway, uh, Shush, please. Kevin Owens versus Chad Gable was phenomenal. Another one. That oh was just my like, God. Yeah. And, I mean. And, and, we're watching and we're just like we're watching kevin owens get dropped on his on his neck and high shoulders and oh like, it was just like it was like kevin just went to uh chad gable and was just like like mess up my back like just i i want to not be able to walk tomorrow like he sees he sees all these uh people on social media being like wardlow powerhouse Hobbs, whatever please break my back and kevin owens like, <laughs> like i want some of that i have an idea <laughs> <laughs> I that, see what all was... the fuss is about. Everyone wants their back broken. I might as well try it out. Like, chatty daddy, break my back. So anyway, really <laughs> good match. Kevin Owens wins and uh, and he celebrates. And listen, huge pop for Toronto because it's Canada and, and KO is KO. So it was good stuff. I enjoyed it. Uh, everyone then laughed at Finn Balor's six one mine, and they weren't laughing with him. <laughs> it was such a bad, bad Whoa. segment. We had a good laugh over that. Uh, Bailey versus Aaliyah. Listen, Bailey's first match back. I felt bad because Aaliyah cried throughout the entire thing. We don't need to go too far into it. The match was 20 minutes too long, at which point someone on social media says, it's not that bad, Joel. The match was only five minutes. And I'm like, I don't think you understand the joke. Let's move on. Uh, Miz and Champa 
against Styles and Lashley made no sense because Dexter Loomis decided to kidnap a guy. Yeah. And they just let Miz get kidnapped. And then so, they just beat up Ciampa for the hell of it after. It was like, so okay. on uh, so on Raw, Miz gets kidnapped. On NXT, Legado del Fantasma gets kidnapped by their leader. And now they're, and he's like, if I can't stay in NXT, neither can you. And they all piled in like a Get bunch it. of kids being taken by their daddy after a bad divorce. And they're going up to Detroit or wherever oh, they're going. They're, they're uh, boarding a flight to Cardiff and they're never coming back. Anyway. Shout out, shout out Amber Alert. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, they don't do that. Anyway. Uh, yeah, they do. Anyway, the point is uh, the Amber Alert situation in, in WWE works because... That's how Triple H, you know, met and married his wife. Oh, you're right. Oh, <laughs> what's a little? Times. What's what's a little? Uh, you know, what's a little kidnapping amongst friends? Yeah. But it, but I'm I, I, I'm I'm telling you, Tim, all roads, and I swear to God, this has to happen. All roads lead to the dream match of Dexter Loomis and Indy Hartwell versus Miz and Maurice. That sounds great. Index and Marmiz in a mixed tag, and I am in heaven. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. I know you're watching. Whoever you are, you have power. You have sway. You've listened to me before. We have pitched pitched so many tremendous mixed tags, tag matches, and storylines in general for Miz and Maurice, and they're not doing it. Now that Vince McMahon is gone, do it. Do it all. Yeah. We we had to sit through Beth and Edge against Marmiz. Now we have to do Index and Marmiz. Speaking of Edge, he had a really good match with Damian Priest in the night. It was great. We had fun. And huge uh, pop. Edge had a, yep, huge pop, huge win. And of course, Beth's sitting at ringside, and we're just like, where is this? Where is sitting, this going? Sitting very stoically for she how much abuse her old ass husband was taking. <laughs> There were kids around her, not her kids, maybe Edge's yeah. like nephews or something. I'm just watching and I'm like, she she ain't doing nothing. She's just, just prepping. sitting, stayed seated the entire time. Like very strange. But then she wins. Uh, then she, well, I mean, she kind of does win, but she Edge won. wins. And then Judgment Day show up and they're, they're going to beat at Edge. And then Beth is like, ah, I've had enough of this shit. And she comes in with a chair and she's, uh, she's going to be the one to take out Rhea Ripley old troll face yeah it's fine by me you know what i've been waiting on them doing edge and beth versus some members of judgment day you think it's damien you think it's finn Ooh, i think it'll be finn and Rhea. yeah finn and Rhea. Uh, i guess because he's got to take on everybody doesn't he yeah yeah it's a way to do it do you do it in cardiff next week Ooh, that'd be fun that'd be a lot of fun throw it on yeah i'd enjoy Short that build i don't think you need to do much more here like my turn to cough up a lung today. Yay! Something in my throat vamp for a second. Ooh. Um. Well, yeah. So Edge did the chair spot. You, you know. Uh. And then there's a couple of things we haven't talked about that happened on Raw that I think were pretty significant. A couple of like, things. Oh yeah, that's right. Um. Dolph Ziggler had that. No, we already talked about Dolph Ziggler. We talked about. Ta- we talked about Dolph. I feel um, like there's something we're forgetting. What are we forgetting? Are we? Oh, um, oh, that AJ Styles and Bobby Lashley are secretly a really great tag team because they're both they were very good. Yeah, that was very funny. Um, <laughs> just the oh, just uh, the, the, the announcement that Gigi Dolan was injured that was a thing, right? Oh, that was surprising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, was it? I don't know. It's getting disappointing at this point. I feel bad for her. It keeps happening. 
I don't see anything else here. What what did I miss? Did someone like did someone show up and I missed? Someone someone did suddenly show up and it gave me goosebumps and I was like, oh wow, it's nice to feel something from wrestling shows. <laughs> Johnny Gargano's back and old Jonathan no Gargano. John yeah, John John Gargano uh, is back. <laughs> and actually, you know what? It, yeah, it caught all of us because first of all, it what I loved was that they did no early prep. They didn't do the 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 limo showing up and then he walks nothing. out and like nothing it was it was back from a commercial we're expecting edge and damien priest next i think and then it was just johnny gargano like like His music, music hit. hits that's and it yeah i just kind of look i was on my phone i just look up and was like they doing a thing they doing a troll because this doesn't make sense and all of a sudden he comes walking out after a good solid 30 seconds and the crowd finally catches on. People were going nuts in the arena when they heard the music. And yeah. it was a very it was one of those slowly like it makes its way around the arena and people figure it out. Uh and it was really cool to watch live because that is a return that was a unexpected and b completely, uh, done like... completely different than what we're used to in WWE. So I I quite enjoyed myself. I mean, shit. I'm rarely surprised and you heard me calling spots all night and then doing that and i was this was one time i was like oh shit they did it yeah, i was like so, what <laughs> and and like i messaged sean i was like what the hell is this you why didn't you tell me and he's like i didn't even know so uh, I, it, it was, it was legitimately shocking and just felt like so big and he just walks down and like you know takes his moment before we're walking up the steps and then just cuts like a really earnest promo in the ring and then they do that like hilarious uh austin theory getting his ass beat world tour spot like is great I thought that was really well done. Like, do you think that this is going to lead to uh, Ziggler or not Ziggler? Sorry, Theory. <laughs> They're interchangeable now. Theory and uh, Gar- Gargano having a uh, a match for the briefcase. You think they're going to go that way? No, I don't think so. I don't even know if they'll see each other again uh, too soon. Like, I think that that was just a welcome back, Johnny thing. Uh, we're not continuing the way. <laughs> like... <laughs> Could you imagine? I don't know. I, I wouldn't mind seeing. I wouldn't mind it either. I just interact. I think they. I think they might have a, other plans for him. Well, I don't know if they need to do a briefcase thing, but I wouldn't mind his first feud being against Austin Theory. Me neither. The problem is Austin cool. Theory needs to win something. You know, yeah. him and Ziggler would have been a great opportunity. I mean, they did it. They did the match, but they didn't really do much beyond that. And to have uh, Theory kind of go over a couple of times make them actually look like a money in the bank briefcase holder that's not a total bitch would be great yeah but you don't yeah, do that at johnny gargano's expense or maybe you do <laughs> and gargano has to kind yeah, of rebuild yeah, them the story right everyone's doing it these days so <laughs> anyway that was raw uh again the gargano stuff was great i it was a good it was just a great time to to be a fan and just be in the arena and watch people lose their minds it was great because we were too we were absolutely like, yeah, oh, yeah, shit. yeah like super fanboy um yeah and then edge is a little speech after we're gonna talk about that yeah so edge cuts a promo and and thanks the audience and says you know great to be here haven't been here in three years and everyone every news site ran with this afterwards uh he basically said looking at the calendar we seem to come here every august when it isn't a pandemic and uh he's like maybe next august uh in front of you guys this will be my last match so almost so Two things. One, he's hinting that he's winding down is yeah. Edge. Uh, and the other one is Edge's hinting that whenever he's going to retire, it's going to be in Toronto, where he started, where he lived for the bulk of his life, uh, and, and his hometown. So what I'm wondering is, like, 
is it really going to be next year or is he really winding down? Like what, what's the plan here? What do you think? What, uh, what did you think coming out of this promo? Well, like that's the, it sounded like he was pretty certain. Like it did not sound like a whole lot of wishy-washy. It left it open ish, but it basically said like, I'm a retire next year in Toronto. <laughs> like, um, and he's 48, right? Like, you know, he'll be 49. I don't know. Maybe 50, 49 by then. Like, it was neat. It was really cool. To oh, see, actually, uh... no. You know what? He will be fifty next year because his birthday is October thirtieth. I just looked it up, and like, okay, so like he's turning forty nine this year. He'll be close to fifty next August. Like, that, and I if he know. wants to get out, this I, is I, the time. Man, I I don't know. It's better than being Ric Flair, as far as I'm concerned. I think people should take their leave like when they're in like a good shape. Like, and he's had the, he he's very fortunate to be able to come back and do this last run, which has been strong. So as we transition, it, we can talk about SmackDown for for a couple of minutes. Honestly, not a yeah. lot of important things happened other than no, like, yeah. the Roman Reigns stuff, and that was it. We'll talk about that in a minute. But um, but I, when we transition into AEW, something to think about is like uh, if if Edge is thinking of leaving in a year, how long is Christian Cage's AEW contract? It's a good question because like you know, same age. Like I, I can't imagine that he's. We'll see. <clears throat> Would they want to? Would they want to do something together before they call it a day? Whether that's just Christian and Edge, or if it's like if one, the other, or both are maybe thinking of retiring, definitely Edge is thinking of it. But let's say maybe Christian wants a chance to work with his buddy one last time. Um, I think that's something that uh, that might be interesting to to explore. Again, I don't know how long Christian's contract is, but uh, if this is if we're getting towards the end of it, maybe he's going to duck out for a few a few months and help yeah out his i don't know yeah they could do something i mean they had the royal rumble spot um the problem oh, is the like hub. yeah i don't yeah tony was talking about locking down a lot of these guys for like five years so i don't know i don't know if he's knocking if he, i don't think he's locking down christian cage for five years i, I don't think that would be a good business decision <laughs> let's, let's go to the fightful.com resources section oh where there's you can a resources find, section there is a resources section where you can find contract links so we're going to go into the contract section, if I can find them. Injury reports, expected returns, ah, uh, transaction tracker. No, that's not it. Where's the contracts? Free agents, rosters, ah, fuck it. Someone's going to find, oh, current All Elite <laughs> Wrestling roster. Uh, none of these have the contract information on it. Someone will find it and someone will let me know how <laughs> someone long. Someone let us know Cage. how long Christian Cage, what, what's the shelf life of Christian Cage? Yes, when do we get has, Christian back? <laughs> it, honestly, because like, part of me is like, maybe they're going to write him off. If his, if his deal is done, it hasn't been reported. I'm not reporting anything. But let's say, hypothetically, his deal is done after All Out. Then this could be it. Jungle Boy is put over by Christian Cage, and Christian Cage moves on. We don't know. Regardless, good, it's, like, been, you it's know, been a year. I wouldn't... At now, at now... I also wouldn't pass put it past them doing like a good faith gesture. You can do this one off. Yes. And I like that idea. I think there's yeah. room for that. However, you know, the whole uh, Tony Khan talent meeting where they're like, we sent a very stern email to Nick and Stephanie saying, don't mess with our contracted talent. I mean, uh, you know, that kind of doesn't with, help. With swerve, like that maybe piss off. Like, I don't know. That's fair. You got it. Whatever, it's an email. No one's going to be butthurt about it. Like, All I'm saying is this shit happened two years ago, and nobody wanted to even talk about the fact that MSL and Court Bauer were telling Vince McMahon to stop contracting his, <laughs> contacting his talent for NXT. 
that's all I'm going to say. Suddenly everybody cares. Uh, it, it, it's no different. Anyway, <laughs> I, I mean, MLW contracts are not as, as, yeah, as lucrative as a like, it's a little different. It's fun. How contracted are we talking about with these AEW talent? Are we talking like <sighs> they talked to, to Ryan Nemeth? <laughs> they were just like, hey, you want to come hang out with your brother? Ryan Nemeth, I guess. Uh, Whatever. That was a JR. abysmal match. I did not care for <laughs> Wardlow. Watch <laughs> I watched it before we went online. I was like, no, not interested. <sighs> yeah, petty petty emails from TK. It's not even from TK. It's coming from Mega. No, his, no, his, from his his pitbull. I don't know. Um, I feel like they have every right to do that. I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> I don't. Fine. It's just an email. Don't contact out. Like I don't know the U.S. laws about contract tampering. I think that most employment contracts are uh, horseshit and are abusive. easy to get rid of. <laughs> yeah, like I would. Yeah, screw them all. Like they're mostly just abusive to employees. So. Let's move on. SmackDown real quick. Uh, yeah, the, the, really the big one was, first of all, we have the finals for the uh, the tournament set. We're going to do, uh, e, what is it, EO and Dakota versus... Yeah, it was good to see a fatal four-way so that the winners of that could immediately lose. Yeah, and I'm glad they, and... they rushed to them immediately losing because I was like, I don't I don't need to deal with this. <laughs> so on Monday, Raquel and Aaliyah take on EO and Dakota. Sure, it'll be fine. I mean, if this turns into Alexa and... Uh, uh, Alexa and and Asuka screw the other team and then it's going to be Aaliyah and Raquel holding the tag titles. No. Don't I you know. I, I want you strong stop. tag team. I want strong women's tag champs. And if Sasha and Naomi are coming back to confront them, <laughs> I was about to say, champions. Give yeah. them Raquel and Aaliyah and then just have Sasha and Naomi come back and then we do it right at the castle. Like Honestly, I would not be surprised if Liv Morgan retains her title unless they add Rhonda to the the Wales card which is what i've been saying for there was no time. spot for that this week they just did a, a it, recap uh, of the kick last week like friday friday they're, oh, gonna, they're, they're running a thing on friday yeah uh, i forgot they did two tapings yeah uh which by the way i got to put that over because the way that they actually decided to tape it this time wasn't we're going to tape smack we're going to do smackdown live from 8 to 10 and then we're going to tape another 2 hours and totally bore the crowd uh instead they ran it as the first Basically, the first it was on a tape delay. So yeah. SmackDown for the crowd started at 7 p.m. Eastern. They got through the first hour, and then the second hour was was at eight o'clock, and yada yada yada. The show didn't go forever. Uh, yeah. So good. anyway, yeah, I could see them doing um, that. EO and Dakota win, and then Raquel turns on Aaliyah, and Raquel finally turns heel. Liv Morgan retains her title. Liv versus Raquel because you'll have the little plucky underdog Liv Morgan that they keep talking about taking on this big badass Raquel Gonzalez, who's I like much that. taller, I like much that. bigger. Uh, yeah, let that happen. Raquel so. Rodriguez. Yeah, R Rodriguez, sorry. Yeah. Name changes. They gave Shotzi her old yeah, team yeah, back yeah. a couple weeks ago, so that was nice. That is good. Um, yeah, and then other than that, I heard that the uh, the Viking Raiders versus New Day match, the tag match that'll air next week, was really, really, really good. And it's good. Gonna be something I'm glad the match is good. I don't really so much. I didn't care so much about the the live thing they did, like the New Day doing their like, oh, we're gonna retire. Oh, kendo sticks, my favorite the, thing. They did the Kevin Nash thing, and and uh, Pat McAfee made reference to it. I don't think you've ever seen this, but in no. WCW, uh, in the latter years of WCW. They did a, an angle where Kevin Nash's knee was hurt or his leg was hurt, and he comes out in a wheelchair and his legs elevated. It's propped up on the wheelchair, but then he takes oh. off the, the blanket that's covering it, yeah, and yeah. it's actually a plaster cast, and he's not even like wearing it. 
and he just gets up normally and the, the stupid thing is still elevated in a cast it's a fake foot in a cast that's very funny. and he gets up and he, he beats the shit out of i may have been yeah. Hogan, but anyway uh yeah that, so it was it was a takeoff of that and i thought it was hilarious and and pat mcafee was like shades of big daddy cool and i was like good stuff okay yeah, yeah so some some deeper context i, I didn't get I, I didn't mind i liked the the viking raiders coming out and their little line about like we gave you an honorable like get out of here <laughs> like yeah. we, we sent you off you don't need to be here anymore they're they're making the viking raiders vikings without making them look like dumb dumb like dumb vikings and yeah, yeah i i appreciate it because like yeah they're, they're doing this brooding thing uh it was viking rules match next week yeah and then michael so everyone like, comes out with their no match. everyone's no yeah everyone comes out with their beards on point but they're also just going to be fighting like ricochet no in the back being like i got this i can do this look at my beard look at my I'm beard although i've been told that ricochet's beard is uh so non if you know you know that's a very very friday night spaces deep cut so uh, for those who know, Tom Talks Rubbish with a very nice super chat. Thank you. Saying wishing you the best day possible. Thank you, Tom. Go check out Tom Talks Rubbish interviewing a lot of our friends and pals. Over both of us. That's right. He did. Go check out our videos. Tim's is doing better than mine. Uh, uh, I'm the more mysterious one. That's fine. People want to know about you. People <laughs> exactly. are like, get this, get this Joel Pearl guy off my screen. He can't say anything nice <laughs> about AEW. Everywhere. Oh, you can't though. You're, you're That's a, right. a miserly. Yeah. You can, I don't know. <laughs> it's very funny. It's very I was funny in a, to me. I was it's tired so and cranky on Wednesday <laughs> night, Tim. It's just so funny because you're like very balanced in your takes most of the time. And you do lean towards a preference for the WWE, counterbalanced by my preference for a, a slight, very, very slight, and not so much this week, preference towards AEW. But it's, I don't know, it's not, I don't think we're that unreasonable. I think, I think we both enjoy pretty much everything. You literally watched the NWA last night. Like I, everyone can piss off. <laughs> I was doing the Lord's work. Yeah. Am I? Here's the thing. Like, and and again, I, I, Caden, let's do a watch along for the NWA. No, I think so. I joked last night about pitching Sean on a watch along for the Tyrus main event so that we could all cry and cry honestly, quiet. like, let bring me on just to just to be like, what the hell is going on? What That's what we're going to be saying. Corgan? Why does Smashing Pumpkin suck right now? Like, yeah, no, he can't he can't attack him because he'll he'll never give Sean another interview. Um, oh no! Oh. That's so okay. Never Doesn't this. matter. People we'll do matter. we'll do the watch long on the overbooked. Anyway, um, my 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 AEW fandom, it, it really, I honestly my wrestling fandom comes and goes. My my AEW issues are people know me as like I'm a, I'm a storytelling guy. I want storytelling, and there are certain things that AEW does that I love, and there are certain things that AEW does that absolutely drop me out of their. This this week is a damn good example of it, so we can talk about that when we get to it. Uh, we do yeah, have to I, talk about maximum male models on SmackDown, though. So, like, I'm not going to oh, let you skirt yeah. past that because you're right. Can we talk about the paint? All, that was all very good. I loved the two segments, like uh, the Hit Row and Street Profits. One was just like Mwah. so yes. good. It, they so they good. did it so that they can bait all of us white podcasters to be like, oh, and then they all put their fists in the middle and said, "We're all the <laughs> there's same. something very." <laughs> About all, we're all about that money. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, a bunch of bunch of white podcasts are just like, "Oh, that was really clever." Uh, I don't know about clever. It was it was like a yeah, piss off. Yeah, <laughs> Stop right. booking us all in the same stable, you asshats. One day, people will understand that every single time an NXT call up is rumored, I am going to say they're going to join Hit Row. <laughs> so this week, someone said Legado del Fantasma yep, coming up the main row. roster, and I'm like, "Are they joining Hit Row?" 
Yeah, Santos Escobar plays the Pitbull one. <laughs> oh my God, let's do it. <laughs> Could you imagine just destroying Santos Escobar's entire identity? You're Pitbull now. Osh. And he's <laughs> he's Mr. Area Code for every place they go, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Oh my God, oh, we're doing it. Just make it the worst. That's what, that's what Vince would have done. Yeah, that is what Vince would have done. <sighs> that and his giant fucking tennis ball elbow. Go watch Newsworthy. You'll you'll you'll, it you'll was see the weird. photo. It was gruesome. Seventy <laughs> seventh birthday. Anyway, everyone should join Hit Row. Uh, yeah. So the segments were fine with Maximum Male Models. I, I I was fine with it. Los Lotharios handing them the paint that ultimately melted upon first. In, uh, I don't know that Los Lotharios needed to be involved in this. I felt like they could have been not in the picture, but I guess they're setting up a bunch of tag team matches. Is what they're doing there, which is like kind of I like that bit. I like that they're doing that. Yeah, they're making things like work and make sense. You got to do that. You can't just have like, again, we've talked about this on the show. If this had been still under Vince, he would have been doing the Maximum Male Models vignettes backstage for like six weeks and nothing would have happened. They never would have wrestled and they would have been released and Vince would have been like, it's their fault. Uh, yeah. But it would have been that like, you didn't wrestle. Why Why would you do this? Now they're going to get them to wrestle. They are going to wrestle next week. Spoiler alert. Uh, and it'll be, it, and again, that's great. I wanted to see them wrestle. I want to see them continue to wrestle. I want to see a story build from the fact that they are male models who wrestle and they might get better. Yeah. And like, they, honestly, they are setting up like just a tag team division, right? So they're slowly introducing more tag teams in non-title scenarios that I really appreciate. Like you have the Viking Raiders versus New Day right now. You have the actual tag team champions who are not currently really defending them, but they're in the picture. You're introducing Los Lotharios and Maximum Male Models together as being complicit in their crime, right? Um, so that you can variously run different configurations of Street Profits versus versus Maximum Male Models, Street Profits versus Los Lotharios. Uh, and then, you know, you throw in Hit Row as well. Like you just you shuffle them all up a bunch and you get an actual division, which has been neglected forever. So they're, yeah. they're doing the work they, with what they were handed. So it's good to see. It feels like as we start to look at the grand scheme of WWE's um, championships, we're going to eventually split those combined titles again, uh, which honestly I would do once you do a uh, a draft. Whenever that draft happens, that's when I would split the tag team titles yep. and the, the WWE and Universal Championship. Uh, and I see people being like, I want LA Knight back. Oh, no. I mean, he's a great character, but like, I don't mind. It's still LA Knight. LA Knight just got a, a, a side job. Like <laughs> LA Knight got a side job. Could you imagine? He's just like, that was my twin brother, LA Knight. And this is me, Max Dupree. And then this is Elias and Ezekiel and mm. Elizabeth Warren. Wollenstein. Let's do a really weird CGI match. <laughs> like... Yeah, exactly. And and Mon Mike in the chat saying, you know, it's a Survivor Series match. Hit Row and Street Profits versus Maximum Male Models and Los Lotharios. I'm fine with that. That yeah, would work. Totally. It, it makes sense to me. So, again, uh, we got like months until Survivor Series and tickets just went on sale and sold out. So, yeah. Clearly, there is some work being put into creative, and it's it's good. I, I like where it's going. I'm not going to tell you it's like the most incredible stuff ever, but again, no, low no, no. bar. Like, well, and that's the, look, they're okay. doing the the cross stuff. Like, I appreciate that. You know, nah. be his brooding little dork. <laughs> like, I yeah, not a big fan of what it is, the substance of it, but 
what they what I appreciate that they didn't do was immediately make Cross come out and then throw him into this match. Like they're doing yeah. it slowly over the next couple of months so that there's a bigger build. There's little things that they can draw on. And if they need to take a step back from it, they're able to and they could re like return to it when they need to. Like I really appreciate setting up angles and then kind of pulling them out of your toolbox as needed rather than just doing the same thing for four weeks and then having a match at the pay-per-view and then never talking about it again. Like I like this. I like interweaving these things so that these people have identities, motivations, and then you have a toolbox of different interpersonal relationships to form a coherent story and put together a video package pre-match that doesn't suck. Like let's talk about AEW. Let's talk about dynamite. Mm. We can touch on rampage because some stuff happened on rampage. That's that's yeah. I, and I haven't, I, I haven't seen rampage. I do fully intend to go back and watch Claudio versus uh, Dustin. Cause I heard it, there was some pretty good moment. No, nothing. Okay. Again. I, and I mentioned it on the show. I, I just have a problem with everybody shouting from the rooftops that ring of honor is going to be a developmental talent territory. And then you've got Claudio, the champion against Dustin, who is, who is a coach for all intents and purposes, which, He's a coach. Again, which, everyone's saying it's going to be developmental, and I am not on that side. I just don't see that happening yet at all. So it's like, man, whatever. I can watch yeah. it without that in my mind. Like, So anyway, uh, let's dig into to Dynamite itself. I had a lot of feelings. Uh, opening segment with Jericho Garcia and then Brian Danielson. Uh, I, for all the shit that I give Jericho about yelling at us for an hour on Rampage every week and sure as hell He's did just it not a good commentator. Well. He's a damn good wrestler. He's a damn yeah. good promo guy. Like. Yeah. And I love the promo, and I, I was a big fan of, like, Garcia's in the middle. He he wants to be entertaining and out there. He wants to show people that he's got an actual presentation that's not just, I'm a great wrestler. He wants to be entertaining. I get that. Uh, and, and it's also true to form because you can be a good wrestler, but, like, to me at least, you have to have something that draws me into you as a human being. Uh, so I like that, that Garcia's kind of, like, trying to figure that out at 23 it and i feels, get that it feels damn good and it's crazy to think that we were watching this guy wrestle on like our indies just as some guy like one of the buffalo boys and to be like you know big chance like you're a wrestler like he felt over and it's because of his matches like and it, yep. it's happened so quickly like it is really amazing to see i i like the story they've thrown him in for this and and again jericho and uh and brian is a good match to watch. It's going to be a, just a, a dichotomy of styles. Uh, I, yeah, I, I I like how they've gotten there too. I don't. I I feel like this felt natural the way it wasn't like ham fisted like some of the booking has been lately. So I, yeah, I, yeah. And, and also the two of them, like Brian and uh, and Chris Jericho, haven't had many singles matches together in WWE. They had maybe two televised, and the yeah. rest were all tags or just a compilation of stuff. So it's good to see these two go one on one, and it it'll happen at all out. And for those two, it'll be I'm looking forward to a match because they're they're trying to not big on them promoting it as Lionheart Chris Jericho again. I yeah, I don't get think it. that's necessary, but yeah. If they didn't have Mox do the Lionheart callout, then and it was Brian versus Jericho, and it was Lionheart, that would have that would have made me much more interested because the idea here being that this is Danny Garcia looking up to both men equally and Jericho being like, I used to be just like you, Danny Garcia. I used to be Lionheart. I was the guy who did all the moves and I wasn't about like the, the, I'm not who I am today. This is the old Jericho and you deserve to, to love me because I can show you that I was that guy too. And if they had just told that story from the beginning and not had Mox call out Lionheart because Mox wanted to have that guy, Chris Jericho, he wanted to have the original Jericho. 
if he had not done that, then I would have been much more interested in them doing Brian versus Jericho like this. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I like how we've gotten here. Um, it was fun. There was one brief funny moment where it seemed like Jericho thought that he was the American dragon for a second. <laughs> He's like, you want the American dragon versus the Lionheart Chris Jericho. <laughs> I was like, Oh, it got a little twisted up there, but that's good. Um, but yeah, I am looking forward to that match. Like, uh, it's good. They've added, they've added a ton of matches to all out. Cause it's like, I didn't know what was going to happen they did it very quickly i don't that you, know, you could kind of see some of them and some of them yeah. are this one this one is the one of the ones that they've given the attention which i appreciate but yeah. and but then a bunch of them changed because we're getting it so this is what's been really bugging me lately about aw and i'm trying to come around in certain ways and i am on certain things that have happened um but again i've been talking about it rudy td worky shooty we're doing this for everything right now you did i mentioned a few weeks ago on this show i was like eddie kingston and sammy guevara is for all intents and purposes off the card and i couldn't tell anyone why at the time but yeah. now that it is official and now it's out there yes they had an altercation doesn't matter who did what or who instigated whom but either way unless they decide to make it a intergender tag match and they add it'll be what it'll be sammy and ty versus eddie and then they'll have ruby again yeah but now it seems like ruby and anna piece, jay so. might do a thing on the on the buy-in because anna jay got involved on rampage in a match either way the, the whole like they did so so let's just go through this you got sammy and eddie have have beef you've got thunder rosa has beef with literally everyone uh except for like two people that aren't there uh and then you've got uh you've got the the, the cm punk stuff with hangman and then what else is going on basically everyone hates everyone is what i'm getting at i that's i don't know man these wrestlers like <laughs> it's not it, it all feels pretty dumb <laughs> to me like it's like what are you what are you all doing who gets and yeah like i see i see i see the guy in the chat being like samuel being the casino ladder match yes so at this point yeah. it feels like casino ladder match will be people who had their matches scrapped or people who were who are out of the trio's uh title match so like penta and or phoenix will be in the ladder match samuel being the ladder match um a lot of people are saying that mjf will be in the ladder match but i don't understand why he would do that when he left being like i hate Tony I, I Khan, don't think, I hate I don't this think place. We won't see MJF unless he comes back later in the program as like a, a separate return thing. So, yeah. So anyway, I just, I don't know. Um, I don't know where the ladder match is going. They haven't announced any participants, but yeah, I don't like... like that. That's what I, there's been no build to the ladder match, which disappointing because like, I, I like yeah. it. I, I see like, like in the chat, Caden's like Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. Scorpio yeah, Sky, guys have disappeared, which is. sucks. Like, where's Ethan Page? Like, he cut a promo talking about he, he's like got a renewed fire and then just not on TV for weeks. And, like, and he got the card from Stoke. Yeah, he got the card yeah, from Stoke's building this stuff. Away. And like, that's the one that like I like, I like the Billy Gunn versus his children angle. I don't think Stokely needs to be in it at all. I don't understand why he's doing that. Like. I think Stokely should join Hit Row. Uh, <laughs> I, I think he's fine. Every manager should have one stable and piss off. Like, you don't yes. need all of these people. Like. So another thing that changed the all-out card was the the, the six-man tag, okay? Um, yeah, so what's what happened this? I didn't know what was booked and then what, the, yeah. The original plan, well, the original, original plan was Young Bucks and FTR. And then that got thrown out so they could do the trios tournament because Kenny was well enough to come back. Okay, fine, get it, sure, whatever. We can do FTR, the Young Bucks, or you can do you can do FTR and the World Champion, World Tag Champions, whatever. Another time yeah. should be it all out. But if you do it, whatever you do it at Grand Slam, you can do it there. Why not? Uh, you're not going to do it in Toronto. 
uh, you're not going to do it. You know, you're, you're not going to pick a random dynamite. It's got to be Grand no. Slam. So anyway, um, it was originally FTR and Wardlow versus Lethal Singh and Sanjay. Oh, Dutch. this one. Yeah. Okay. And this instead is... they changed it to FTR and Wardlow. Fine. Against Lethal and Motor City Machine Guns. Now me who covers impact for the site does the post show on the main channel is like, hell yeah, motor city machine guns. But also me who covers impact wrestling for the site and does the post show on the main channel said, why the hell are they on the heel side of the way? Like this would mean, how are they associated with Jay lethal? Like, I don't know any of this stuff and hopefully they'll put together a little package for me, but I I don't know. So here's the thing. You're not going to get that from AEW. And this past week on rampage, they brought like Chris Saban came out and like tried to look like a heel watching Wardlow crush Ryan Nemeth. Sure, whatever. But Motor City Machine Guns are perennial baby bases. Like they have never as a tag team that I can remember been a solid heel tag team. And you're teaming them with Jay Lethal and AEW. And yes, there is history there. They have had matches together. They have faced each other. They have been on both sides of the ledger against and for each other. There's history. But you cannot, with one week left before the show, be like, there's history. And that's it. Like, an Excalibur, yeah. God bless him, is going to go on, like, a, a 20-minute history lesson in 30 yeah. seconds. And, and that's the thing, like... Still not going to work for me. Like, look, the match will slap, I'm sure. Like, they've been putting on, like, really good matches. I love Motor, Motor City Machine Guns, too. But, like, there's no narrative explanation for this that makes me care. Like, I don't care who wins at all. Like, not even a little bit. Because it, it doesn't matter in any way. Yeah, so. and, and again, like Caden saying, I don't care if they're friends. They're were their faces in the yeah, other company exactly. that they work for. And you can't you can't tell me, like, I, I mentioned a while ago about Roosh racking up wins in Mexico and yada, 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 and that's how he got his, ta- his, his title shot against Mox, and people thought that that was me shitting on it. Well, this is me shitting on the whole, like, everyone was like, hey, it's good because it ties together the indies and everything matters. Well, here's a time when everything should matter because they're faces. But no one wants to talk about that. So I'm sorry. This is me being like, again, yeah, you can't have it like, both ways. You cannot tell me that, you know, this doesn't matter, but this matter. You can't move the goalposts on me on this one. It doesn't make sense. No. And like putting FTR and Wardlow together even isn't even that good. Because like there's this history drop... there. Be- I, no, 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 no. Because they're part of the pinnacle. I get that. But they okay, dropped the thread of the pinnacle, right? Like there was never any story told with that. It didn't really turn into anything. FTR turned face from something completely unrelated by simply kicking out to- like uh, Blanchard. Like it doesn't. I don't know. It's not really a well-told story. I get it. There's more to it there, but it also like the pinnacle never turned into anything. It was this idea that never turned into a story. And it just, there's so much of that, that it's starting to get a little bit frustrating. Not to say that that doesn't happen in every wrestling promotion, but like, I just, I just wish people could, you know, put stuff on a whiteboard and actually keep track of things a little better. Like it's not that hard. It's 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 Charlie from uh from I've made this illusion before. It's Charlie from It's Always Sunny doing yeah, the, the, the board with, yeah. yeah in the mailroom. It's it's that, and we need people to tie that stuff together. You need a Bible. You, and for those who are in production, yes. you understand what a Bible yeah. is. You need a production Bible to understand, and things can change. You know, again, people change their allegiances. People change their their which side of the card they're on, whether they're baby face or heel, that stuff can change, but you need someone who's actually keeping track of the continuity of what matters and what doesn't matter. And like, I see Graham in the chat being like, sometimes Tony is just going to play with his (laughs) toys and we shouldn't ask him why Barbie and Godzilla are a tag team. And I get it. And I'm laughing at the idea, but like, 
I want to know why Godzilla and Barbie are suddenly besties and why they want to work Same. together. Yeah, yeah, and like it's, yeah, it's not wrong. And like the matches, look, Barbie and Godzilla do damn well together. But like, yeah, <laughs> it's just, slack. you know, and uh, someone only known as M in the chat has said stories in general and wrestling have been gone since. Yeah, 2014. Yeah, kind of like it's a shame because I just I just wish that people could add in a little bit more. It's just. They just want to do the matches. They're really, really focused on the matches. And sadly, it just doesn't seem like anyone else is interested in telling little stories, which I like. I just like because I care. I care so much more about the match if like I have someone to root for in a way that is meaningful or a story that's kind of interesting. Like also, if you're in a chat doing that weird tribalist thing, just shut the fuck up. <laughs> it is kind of strange. It's like man, very strange. You're, you're a grown adult. Like what you like. Like, like what you yeah. like. Stop telling people what they should like. I'm sure I like, like both of them. It's so fun. they're doing. So so uh, Thunder Rosa is is out. We're all out. It's going to be Tony Storm. That was Baker. so weird. So they're me, go yeah, the four way. That's cool. That'll be a fun match. Like, yeah, again, absolutely. I don't. I haven't seen any of them in any like other than Britt Baker. I haven't really seen a whole lot of narrative. Um, yeah, the, the Thunder Rosa promo was sad and awkward and weird, and I didn't know what the hell was going on. And then Bix, of all people, wrote an article, and I was like, "Oh, okay, I'll read. I'll, I'll actually read this. <laughs> None and of it, that should surprise you." When it landed on nothing, but like, I didn't know he was a writer. I thought he was just like, uh, "Oh no, he, he's actually he's know. a prolific writer. He's actually quite good." Oh my god! Yeah, it was well. His article landed on like I don't know, man. Everyone seems to have different opinions, which is good. Like it's balanced, and he's like, I can't tell you what what's for what, but like, never seen Bix do a balanced article. But here we are. Oh, Love yeah. you, Bix. <laughs> he he was literally like, I don't know. Some people say she sucks. Some people say she's a mother hen. Like I don't know what to tell you. Well, and that's the thing. It really is about. It's the workplace. You and I have talked about this because of all the stuff that's going on in the backstage of AW. It's no different from an, from an office job. The only difference here is that you're on TV every week and whatever you're producing, every company produces something. Some things yeah. are useful. Some things are creative. Some things are beneficial to society, whatever. You work at a hospital, guess what? Not every doctor likes each other. Not every nurse yeah. likes each other. There is conflict. That is just, that's human nature. It's going to happen in the in the locker room. It happens in pro sports. It happens. Your favorite hockey, baseball, football team, soccer team, whatever. Some of your players do not get along, but they do for the sake of winning a championship because that means you get money. And that yeah. means that you get to invest in your stock and you get to do much better as a, as a person in your own world where you are the hero. With Thunder Rosa, I think people are going to just blow everything out of proportion. She is a very fiery human being. She mm. is a very passionate human being. She also has had a lot of shit thrown at her in the it, it, just in life. So yeah. I get it. I'm not going to make excuses for her, but I'm going to say that like I kind of get it. So people are going to have disagreements. People are going to have you know uh, issues with each other. But it's how you make money. That matters the most. So for her and Britt Baker to have done that while actively not caring much for each other, that's professionalism. It's just what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. Like, uh, disappointing to see her have to do this and we're doing the interim title. Uh, that being said, I have I not that. been a fan of her run at all. Like, I, right. it has been very dull. Um, there's The matches haven't been good. The promos haven't been good. Um, whoever wins this, presumably Tony Storm, uh, I, I'm probably still going to feel the same way. The person, as some people in the chat are saying, Jamie Hader would be interesting. I think that she I would said be the very same interesting. Thing to I you. would love to see Jamie Hader win, but 
She's not gonna. It's gonna be Tony. And and again, the, I would love to see Jamie Hader because you can tell a longer term story. You don't know how long Thunder yeah. Rosa is going to be out, and if it's going to push her to have to come back sooner because they put the title on Tony, have Tony beat a bunch of people just so that we could get to Tony versus Thunder Rosa, which was the match that TK always wanted to do in the first place, and then have Tony win again. Like what? Why? Why do we do it this way? Why can't we have Jamie Hader win? Then Thunder Rosa wins the intro, wins wins the full title, and then we do Tony Storm versus. Uh, sorry tony storm versus thunder rosa for the the actual title that's just like that's my booking that's my feeling yeah and like for people with thunder yeah i i like i'm not i'm a big fan of hers honestly like i don't really blame her for how meh this title run has been i just don't think they've been managing that title well so no not at all. Yeah. again we, we can talk for hours about how the women's division in aw has been mismanaged we have done that but it's <laughs> i'm done talking about it and they, yeah, they've yeah. almost beat me to the point where i don't care about the women's division and i did it on wednesday i, I was like they're just going to do this this four way so that next week they can run a tag match on dynamite between the four women because you have two faces and you have two heels there's going to be some sort of dissension between all four women at the end of the match they're going to go at each other and that'll be that and it'll be a yeah. big like are jamie hater and Britt baker what's going to happen when it's going to be the are two they of on them the same page or not yeah, yeah. can they coexist exactly and we've done yeah. that a billion times we even have a damn meme for it yeah i Again, match will be great on Sunday next week, but I just don't have a reason to care um, for the tag match that they're going to run next week on Dynamite. Yeah. Especially because Dynamite's in Chicago. It's at the same building where all that's happening. So they're going to run the four women in a tag match to then run the four women against each other in the same building twice in less yeah. than a week. That's just like... <sighs> There are things um, that I love about this company, and we talked about it. And there are things that I just matches. Can't like, get can we like? Okay, what's next? Because other things happened, and we're over the hour. So let's let's get to oh, the we rest are. of it. Yeah, let's just talk about let's talk about Punk and Moxley. It's it's on the it's on the damn uh, thing. I what do you think? Let me get it. Let me get it from you. I've changed a lot of my view. Back and forth. It's All been right. back and forth. I don't hate it as much as I did in the moment. I've come okay. around to it because I, I think the one thing that I've just hated about the whole thing is just, it's honestly, it's the discourse. It's oh, just people. been the, the, yeah, the other people. Worky, shooty, yeah. Wanting oh. to talk about punk and hangman and Mox and punk is a, this guy and this guy is a piece of shit and it should be hangman. Now I was getting so sick and tired of the discourse that by yeah. the time we got to the match itself, I was like, I don't care. See, and that's easier. on me. It's that's easy. on me. Yeah, I was about to say, it's easier if you just, once again, assume that all wrestlers are uh, bad people and idiots and then just be pleasantly surprised when they're not. Like, it's so and then much you're just easier. Like, Mox is just this curmudgeonous asshole. And you're just like, <laughs> I love you, but I do not want to interact with you. But I love no, you. No, never. But yeah. Like, I, you know what? The only thing I like, I, I liked being surprised. I appreciate that. Uh, yes. the only thing I didn't care for was that it was not the main event. Like I get that they don't want to disappoint the, again, it's the traveling circus part of this. That's kind of screwing up the TV part of it. Um, they don't want to finish with that, but they also like, you know, they're like, we'll last all 60 minutes, even though we have another match scheduled. Um, like just finish with it, like surprise the fans. Uh, and then if you want run a dark match after like to, to make sure that people go home with something a bit like, you know without a bad taste in their mouth but i i think that punk getting beat kind of quickly big shock like and then you know then mox did the promo i felt like that could have happened next week 
Like, I didn't know that that had to happen then. Great promo, though. Like, best in the world. Give me a break. But Yeah. And again, we're going to Chicago. We're going to Punk's hometown. They followed up on, on Rampage with a very quick hit of, like, Punk is in the back getting looked at. And he's like, when I injured my foot, I didn't feel it. This time, when I injured my foot, I didn't feel it. So this is scary. So, like, they're very clearly working an angle with, with Punk and the injury. And it's fine. And, like, I've heard people bring up the fact that, like, if you really think about it, all of Punk's matches have been, like, he squeaks out a victory because he, like, has some sort of help or he, like, something happens. Like, there, someone brought up the MJF match. Wardlow got involved. He's right? been and struggling. Jesus like, the, the, yeah. the story he's is that he's been struggling to get back, right? Like, it, And the one time where he had no struggling. one help him, the one time he has no one to help him, he lost. He, he, he lost. He had an injury, an injury, quote-unquote, and he lost the match. And instead of yeah. Mox playing the the dummy mox was like blood in the water i'm gonna jump and that's fine Again, no that was all good and like commentary is just like did he come back too soon did he come back too soon i was like yeah, yeah. this is all i i really enjoyed it again it's just kind of seeing what was going to happen a little bit before because of the time slot like but then there's the other side of it which is that for those who are invested in the backstage segments of this or the backstage stories that come from this uh you've got you know the whole punk is an asshole everyone wants to love hangman again which is fine and you know moxley is just there and punk doesn't want to lose in chicago and moxley is going to be home in 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 cleveland close enough to cincinnati so it's going to make sense it's going to make sense and i just i went into this match being like i just don't care like i knew mox was going to win and then i was like well then we do what do we do it all out they're not going to blow up the card that significantly and not just redo the match we said last week they did this with All Out two years ago with Christian and Kenny. They ran the match on Rampage and they ran it again at the pay-per-view. Oh, and yeah. the match wasn't sucked. better. That super sucked. I forgot but about that. here's where they can actually do better because they did the shock finish in three minutes here on Dynamite. That means that they do it at All Out. They give a significant stipulation other than it's just for the title. And that's you can, you can do a big storyline finish and a 25-minute match. And it won't suck. But yep. you've got to figure out the stipulation could be title versus career. That's what I put on the thumbnail because yep. I really think that's where they should go. And the other thing is you should have, honestly, you have a bit of a schmoz finish. Not an overbooked one, but that could know, be your yeah. MJF return or that could be your casino ladder match guy getting involved. Whatever well, it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. someone externally will impact the finish of Moxley versus Punk at All Out. And there will be a case for why it actually was better Which but I shouldn't have to go backwards and be like, oh, this actually didn't suck. I want to be on the ride with you, not looking back at the ride afterwards and saying, oh, that's what I missed. So I don't I don't mind it too much. Like, I think if depending on how the story finishes here, like then this could be an interesting journey. Like I, I, because I haven't invested myself in any of the, the conversation about mo like Punk's character. Like, I, I don't care. Like, I just don't care because I, I don't know. I always assumed he was kind of a jackass. So like, here's the thing. And like, look, there's a few things you could do. You could run this match back, just do a normal match, have Punk lose prove everyone wrong on the internet and be like, Oh, see, I have some humility. Like that's really? fine with me. That's an interesting story. You could do yeah. the stipulation that you're talking about. I think career versus title is interesting, uh, but also have someone come out at that point. Like you really, you really want to mess with people. I made a joke about this, but I'm, I'm like, you really want to fuck with people's heads. The person who comes out and helps punk is Cole Cabana. Exactly. Like you could do any of this stuff. And I'd be, I think that'd be interesting and funny. And like, 
it could just show that everyone's working themselves up into a frenzy over like nothing important. Like you're you're literally getting all freaked out about like water cooler chatter. Like I don't I don't care. Like, yeah, exactly. There, there's the thing is is like just because someone breaks a story on Monday doesn't mean that it can't change by Friday. News is not it's not binary. Like it's so many things happen when you report something. There is a butterfly effect and everything changes as a result. So it's not like, you know, Punk is an asshole. Yeah, we know that. Punk didn't want this to happen. Okay, I get it. But now they have to adapt because they're in a workplace where they have to do business. And how's the business going to continue knowing now that someone doesn't like how a certain thing is going? How do we make it work? Because that's a creative field. Um, and like, if, go ahead. look, if you wanted to do something that is novel in the wrestling industry in after the landscape shifted with the internet and like wrestling world news and all that stuff, like just mess with these people, feed them fake stories, feed them yeah. fake drama, and then just like play it into your show. Bring back kayfabe in a way that's like really difficult to know, like in a, in a post truth world, you know, where everyone is always just reading things and believing things and not knowing like, just just explore that that would be that would be artistry do i think that's happening probably not because they're wrestlers and they're pro wrestling fans and they're tony khan a billionaire's son uh do i think they're making high art no but if you were to start blurring the lines between truth and fiction that would be very and clever let's i just don't think that's doing happening. it but it would be great let's, if they did it. but stop doing it in a way that it's just like so and so has heat backstage and now we're gonna make it into a storyline because it almost feels like you're just doing it just to just to do it and just to be like, ah, and that's the, the marks. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't it? Doesn't if create, it's poor, it doesn't create a, a good sentiment of the fan. It doesn't create a fan investment, in my eh, opinion. Like I think it could be poor. Like it could just be poor execution. Um, but I honestly think that they might be doing that here, and it might be interesting. Like we'll see. I'm curious to see how they play this out. Um, if it is just if it is just they run it back, it's a longer match, and Punk wins, and it's clean. I I'm, I'm I'm not happy with the finish, right? Like, and I'm a big guy about like the 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 how you stick the landing is is how how you're going to be evaluated in my mind. Like, I bring up Game of Thrones a lot. Like, the journey was interesting, and the landing was so garbage that the entire thing, in my opinion, is garbage. Like, it doesn't. So we'll see how this goes. Uh, I'm enjoying the journey. I'm giving it. You know, I'm letting it play out. So we'll see. Let's wind down with the super chat. And I got something to say about a few things. Yeah, so me Graham, too. Graham sends us a, a Tim Hortons coffee and says, uh, adrenaline in my soul. Where the F is Miro? Uh, so Miro, he was on Rampage. He got involved in the finish to the uh, to the trio's title a trio's title tournament match. Uh, cost House of Black their match against Dark Order. Uh, and so Dark Order advances because Reynolds rolled up uh, uh, Malachi. And then they had Darby and Sting show up. So Darby, Sting, and Miro versus House of Black seems to be where they're going. And I hope to God it's not at all out because we already have the trio's finals. So that's a six-man. And they've already done another six-man tag, which I think kind of takes away from the trio's gimmick of doing yeah. Motor City Machine Guns versus J and Jay Lethal versus uh, FTR Mordlow. Again, if your trio's titles are this big thing that you're building up and you have the elite going after them and they're probably going to be in the finals, I... I need you not to run another six man tag and make the six man tag titles feel bigger. That's again, yeah. that's me. That's what I kind of expect on the card. Um, but I'm looking forward to Miro teaming up with Darby and sting against house of black, maybe on rampage this coming week. 
Yeah, that's fine. Like, that match will be good. I, I'm less invested in Miro being a part of that story, uh, especially because, like, okay, we watched the six-man tag, the, the trios tournament match to close out Dynamite. Um, the match was very long. It was very good. <laughs> um, but it did have lulls because it was very long. Uh, first time seeing uh, Aussie Open. <laughs> will Ospreay is crazy talented but like has no personality to me other than he comes there dressed like a bird and his name is a misspelled bird so like good I don't for know. you you got it like, is that it is that his entire per- he's very good in the ring he is he's got he's got a lot better in terms of a character because before it okay. was much worse even uh, less wow impressive yeah, there was i would like more. to see him talk uh i'm curious um obviously you know death triangle like great great match didn't really know uh like it's fine it's a tournament it's fine what it is but then they had Pac and kip kip sabian has beef with Pac. so this is why i agree with you fully that this should not have been the main event because that that finish i was like this makes great sense in the storyline of things this makes perfect sense because Pac and kip had a uh, a stare down at a british indie and it was brought up on aw television with the video but again but again i know you roll your eyes but i'm saying like they at least brought it up they've at least put you on there i it still but, goes to my whole like I'm looking back at the me. train. Miro smashed Kip Sabian's forearm, and then we stopped seeing Kip Sabian for a and year. They're and not half. like you want to revisit. Yeah, it's been a year and a half, so it's been so long that like, but like I don't know. That stuck with me. Give Miro that program. Like, what are we doing? So anyway, it's fine. I would like to see Miro versus Kip Sabian. I think that there's actually something there that they could tell, but whatever. Kip Sabian looks good. Yeah, Kip Sabian and versus the- Pac will be a good match. For which I don't understand why they're angry at each other again. I don't even, both... I don't want them to do that, by the way. I don't want them to do that at all out. I don't want them to do this no. in the U.S. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, the, do that. the All-Atlantic Championship has been anywhere else lately. I And I like that that is the way they're running the All-Atlantic Championship. It is, it is the non-AEW, AEW Championship. Should it come home once in a while? Yes. Should it come home on pay-per-view? I don't think so. Especially yeah, for a, a match thing, that's eh? Pac versus Kip Sabian. That's not the one that I'd run on pay-per-view. I would run that again, maybe on Rampage. But um, yeah, someone's saying like that uh, we might get the six-man tag match at all out, so be ready. And it might be House of Black uh, versus Miro and uh, Darby and Sting. They might do it. It puts Darby and Sting on the pay-per-view, and that is something that Tony is pretty um, Which, dead set on know, doing. And, and, good. And that they should build sense. it. <laughs> like, yeah. I just, uh, again... Um, United Empire versus the Elite on Wednesday is going to be a really fun match. It's going to be a really good match. I'm hoping to God that Kenny and Will do not touch for the mm. entirety of that six-man tag and that the first time we see Kenny and Will uh, in AEW is just one-on-one, whether it's Grand yeah. Slam, whether it's the next pay-per-view, I don't care. Um, it's just it's just what I want. That's, that how my, that's how my story would go. Have it be a lot of... Because, again, you've got six men to work with. Not everyone has to have one-on-one time with each other. You can you can find ways to factor in uh, not doing Will and Kenny. Have the Bucks just protect the hell out of Kenny because he's busted, you know? Because he's busted. Exactly. Yeah. And then the story becomes, Will's like, you're just covering for him until Kenny's like, oh, are you, though? Like, yeah. yeah. Like, have him be the, the Gretzky and then, you know, the Bucks. Of, man, the size the differential there is confusing. But Everybody's anyway. so small. Uh, <laughs> yeah. By the way, you and I looked at Gargano in theory on Monday and we were just like, holy shit, the size. Holy hell. Gargano, very petite compared <laughs> to looked... theory. Very sizable. Uh, was there anything else that we got to touch on as we get out of here? I, by the way, I got to say this. Like, 
I am still looking forward to and will be watching All Out. Big like, time. I don't want people to to misunderstand how I watch wrestling because I think a lot of people just think like he says one negative thing about AEW and that means he hates it. We're just saying how it could be better. Like the matches yeah. are going to be great. Like, and they the in ring stuff has been very strong for the most part. Like, it's just there's no story lead up. So like, I'm not you know the emotional payoff of a pay per view is severely diminished. So yeah, like, exactly. and the matches are consistently great. But I've also been watching wrestling for a long like, and I've left it. But like y'all, it gets kind of samey. Like there's only so many moves. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you can be wowed by this. Anyway, like, anyway. Yeah, I, that's all I have. I mean, listen, this was there was a lot to talk about this week. I think there was a lot of good wrestling. There's a lot of stuff that I had to like go back and think about and just reflect on. And I again, I don't hate the Mox and Punk stuff as much as I did on Wednesday. I've come around to it, but like you said, they've got to pay it off at all out. That's that's all I really want. Like, still. I I really think there's potential there. I don't. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic because I don't think they've done anything bad with it yet, from a TV perspective. Again, I, I think a lot of people's opinions are bleeding in from uh, news about these people and IRL. You know, next week is Clash at the Castle for WWE. It's going to be a good show. We're going to have that to talk about because the show will have happened Saturday. Uh, Sunday is all out next week and it's also the NXT show worlds oh collide. So we're going to have a lot to talk about. We'll have an actual show to talk about next show and a half to preview. So, uh, let's get on out of here. Go enjoy our summer days. Tim, where can the people find you on the internet? They can find me on the internet at Tim stone P T I M B S T O N E P Twitter, Instagram. I am actual Pearl J O E L P E A R L. It's fightful overbooked.com. Every day we drop some content. Come and get at us. Come and join us. We appreciate you all. Ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary. We'll see you in the next one. Cheers.